social distancing. Take one. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in arms, reach you too close. That's what this means right here. Oh, that what that means? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if we can reach across the table and touch, we do close. Well, my arm's long, so I can touch you. But, you, but is your arm six feet, though? Take my arms along, so my six feet don't count. <laughs> I got to be a little bit longer than that. All right, all right. <laughs> Let's get into it. Hey, look, A Lot of Like is recorded at MWB Studios in downtown Jackson, Mississippi. If you're interested in taking your creative audio or video project to the next level or even beyond that, the next level, look, reach out and see what the content creators at MWB Studios have to offer. Visit mwb.com forward slash studios. All right, now let's get into this episode. Hey, Miranda J here, your favorite brand strategist. I'm here for you, the entrepreneur and creative. I want to help you clear the clutter in your brain and build a brand you love. Let's take your dreams from a hobby to an actual business. Welcome to A Lot of Like, the podcast. Welcome. I sound like a church, like the church, the, the doors of the church are now open. <laughs> Listen, I am so excited to be back with you guys for another episode of A Lot Alike. Thank you for joining me. My name is Miranda Joyner. I am a brand strategist, former radio personality, and I am here to help you grow your business from a hobby to an actual business. Look, this is the place for you as an entrepreneur to connect, to share, and to grow. We are all out here trying to figure this thing out. We're all a lot more alike than we are different. And today, for the first time, I have a Miranda guest. Now, I want to call them my co-host because we've co-hosted some things before. <laughs> so I'm going to introduce you to my guest in just a minute. But before we get to who I have in the building, I want to talk to you guys about my Miranda Seed of the Week. Listen, if you are new to my uh, podcast and you don't know what the Miranda Seed is, it is the opportunity that I give entrepreneurs to sow into you, the listening audience, with their products or service. Now, this week's Miranda Seed is coming from a company called Twee. Now, they are socially conscious and stylish. That's right. Twee is a collection of personalized and handmade women's accessories. Twee is partnered with women, both domestically and internationally, to offer a curated selection of beautifully crafted bracelets, earrings, and purses. They create meaningful opportunities for women around the world, and they believe that they can all play a part in doing good. Now, for every purchase that you make through their website, they will donate 10% of your purchase to a nonprofit of your choice that is helping to fight the COVID-19 pandemic that's happening now. They are going to donate to any 501c3 tax-exempt nonprofit that can receive the online donations. Shop with a purpose. Visit their website at www.shoptwee, that's T-W-I.com, shoptwee, T-W-I.com, all right? So they are giving away this awesome bracelet, and I actually have not looked at it, so let's just do this live right now. Let me look at this. Oh, this is, oh, this is gorgeous. It's a gold bracelet, and it has the word peace on it. Lovely. So it's it's a gold bracelet like the little beads, the balls, and it has the word peace on it. So if you want an opportunity to win this bracelet for free from my Miranda Seed Giver this week, all you have to do is subscribe to this podcast, share the podcast on your social media and tag me in it. And just like that, I will randomly pick a winner. All right. All right. 
now that we got all the logistics out the way, let's get into this episode. <laughs> I want to get right into introducing this guy because let me tell you, if I've ever seen a hardworking person in my life that don't ever sit down, it is always going and is always somewhere with a camera in his hand. It is this man right here. I have in the building Rob J. Now, he was born here in Jackson, and his passions include drawing, playing basketball, and attending boxing matches. Is that still, do you draw? Is that, yeah, I still draw. You still draw? I still draw. What, yeah. what you drawing? Well, I like, you know, I like drawing, um, like, you know, I, I love comic books. Okay. Love comic books. Okay. And I love artists. I just like the way, like, my, my favorite artist is uh, Alex Ross. Okay. Yeah, he's he's a fantastic uh, comic book artist. He's a fantastic illustrator. Look you didn't this. know that, did you? I did not. Look, look yeah. the interview hadn't started. I'm still hyping you up. Hold on. Okay, <laughs> Rob has appeared in the movie A Time to Kill. I sure did. <laughs> Well, his role was a reporter. That's correct. Do you remember your line from the I, film? What? Okay, okay, one line. What is it? Okay. Give it to me right now. One line, my only line. Okay, my well, only line was, if you get a conviction, we ask for the gas chamber. Mm. Say, and, one more time. And that's a big, that's a big story about behind that line. Okay, well, we're going to get into that. Cause I my really my line was, if you get a conviction, we ask for the gas chamber. Okay, well, we're going to come back to that, put a pin in that. <laughs> now, he came to WLBT, which is a news station here, in 1991 as a reporter photographer, and he worked his way up to sports director in 1996, and he was there for over 22 years before he left. Now, his favorite sport is boxing, as I said before. Now, you reported on the Mike Tyson-Lennox Lewis match in Memphis. That's okay, right there. And your favorite team... Kansas City Chiefs. What, 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 I, I feel like Super they was. Bowl champs. I feel like they was something happened with them lately. Is Super that what Bowl it was? Champ. That's exactly that right. What That's it. Is that what it was? Oh, I waited so long. <laughs> All your life, basically, oh, right? What? Rob currently works in both radio and television still, and then he's running his own production company. We're going to get into that, and then uh, on Kixie, you play your your host and the co-host. Do you still do pops? Do you still do pops? Yeah, with with the blues show. Okay, with the blues show. For those who like the blues. You kind of like Nutty Professor playing all these roles, right? Yeah. So right now you're keeping busy doing swag stories for in the state for Jackson State University, right? Exactly. Yeah, so you're doing commentary and filling in as an announcer for Jackson State basketball. That's correct. And you are hilarious. Listen to me. Even if you are not a fan of sports, if you tune in and listen to this man... (laughs) Doing the announcements <laughs> for these basketball games and football games, you are guaranteed to get a comedy show in addition to the actual game. All right, all right. In addition to that, let's let's brag on you a little bit. The National Sports Media Association named you the Mississippi Sportscaster of the Year. Yes, for ma'am. your coverage of JSU sports. The judges basically were saying you had you know excellent production and good use of sound and music. AP awards, all out the. You just wow, how'd you know you're, that? You're so accomplished. How'd you know that? That you got the AP awards? Yeah, that was nice. That was really nice. I I didn't I didn't really enter anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I just let the guys at the station enter their stories, but he entered mine and I didn't realize I didn't even think about winning anything cuz I didn't enter anything. Yeah. And that was that was amazing that they that they liked that particular uh <laughs> story. Story. <that> yeah. <laughs> but you I'm know, like y'all like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you, that is really the reason that I have you on here. In addition to you being a very colorful uh, co-host, I knew that it would be fun to have you sitting across from me. But your storytelling through your stories, mm-hmm. even in sports or in anything that you shoot, it's always so entertaining. Oh, thank you. Um, so speaking of stories, before we jump right into the production side and, and the storytelling, because mm-hmm. really that's what I want you to talk to uh, my audience about mm-hmm. and my listeners is about the ability to tell stories through videos and how mm-hmm. you come across that in production and ways that they can incorporate that into their everyday marketing. But let's get back to this time to kill line, okay? Okay. That had the story. 
tell me the story behind that and, and what was <laughs> okay <laughs> what was the situation oh my goodness okay now you know if you know me you know i don't really watch a lot of movies okay. i don't watch movies at all I, I watch a lot of sports and all this but i don't watch movies so they this this company they were making this movie a time to kill and they sent um they they sent uh, I guess a, a, a letter to all of the stations, all of the TV stations in Jackson, Jackson asking for reporters. They needed reporters. So I filled it out, and, and they wanted a clip of what you do. So I sent it, and I filled it out, and, and I was one that they chose, right? Mm-hmm. So they sent you a FedEx script. Okay. You know, if, if you were chosen, they sent you a FedEx script mm-hmm. of your line. All right. It was light. It was your it, package was light. My package was light. <laughs> well, actually, it was it was a it was a whole the whole script. Okay. Okay. And they highlighted what you had to say. Okay. Okay. I was reporter one or two, whatever. Okay. So anyway, we was scheduled to meet in Canton, Mississippi, at six in the morning on this Sunday, mm-hmm. and we had little trailers that we stayed in, and it, it, we waited all morning, waited just sitting around waiting, 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 waiting. Yeah. So finally, it, it was almost twelve noon, uh-huh. and they. Knocked on the door and said, come on, come do your scene. All right. So I'm standing there. There was another lady standing there. And there was another guy. I was like in the middle. So the guy, the director, he he said, he said, okay, uh, people. I never told you this story. No, no. Okay. He said, okay, everybody stand by, stand by. We get ready to do lines. So he, he, had, he had the script. And he said, you do the line. He pointed at the other guy. Uh, that was standing beside me, and then he said, "And you say this line." He pointed over me to a guy standing behind me, <laughs> okay, okay, which was Howard Ballou, oh, oh, who, who's a news oh. anchor here in Jackson. Uh-huh. And he pointed to this lady. And said, "You say this line." He said, "Okay, everybody, stand by, stand by, background." I said, "Wait, hold it, hold it, hold it." <laughs> I said, "That's my line. You gave him." <laughs> everybody got quiet. Okay, he said, "Excuse me." I said, "That's my line. You just gave him." He said, "Who are you?" I said. Look, I'm Rob J. They FedExed me a script. They told me I was going to do this line. So he turned around. Now, now, keep in mind, now, this guy, who's the director? I didn't know he was the director. I didn't know, I didn't you didn't know, know who he I was. I didn't know who he was. He, his hair was pulled back. Uh-huh. He had on some boots, some, like, some Timberlands. Uh-huh. He, 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 he looked just like a, a guy, you know. Yeah, like, regular, like a regular joker. So other guys was around. You thought he was the help. I thought he was the help. So he turned to somebody in a suit, and he said, hey, who's giving out lines in this movie? And they said, you are, sir. Ooh. And he said, now, what is your problem? I said, listen, they FedExed me the script, told me I was going to say this line, and he already said his line. So they huddled up, right? He said, excuse me for a moment. So they huddled up. So everybody that was that was around me said, Rob G., do you know who that man is? That's George Schumacher. I still don't know who George Schumacher yeah, is, right? Yeah, you still lost. Okay. They said, somebody said, that man directed whatever movie. Mm-hmm. Somebody said, that man directed. So they're still huddling up now. Yeah. One girl in that, in that huddle with us, she said, Rob J., that man directed Batman. Now, I saw Batman. Yeah, you saw Batman. I saw the making of Batman and all that. Remember I told you I like comic books? Yes. So when I looked up, I was like, oh, oh. man, that is. So he said, okay, people, 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 quiet down. He said, let's say the line, if it's okay with Rob J. Okay, can we do the line, Rob J? I was like, oh, man. That man had every right to throw me out, I'll call the you. cops on me and everything. <laughs> so after it was over, when I did the line, he said, okay, okay, great job, everybody. Now we're going to take a lunch. If it's okay with Rob J. I was like, oh, my God. That was my most embarrassing moment in life. In life. In life. And I went to him during lunch, and I said, sir, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize you were running things. Please accept my apology. So he grabbed my face. Oh. He grabbed my face he, with he his You sound hands, real French. And he said, don't worry about it. Just be nice about it next time. I said, yes, sir.
And that's how I got that. And, and I, I thought they were going to cut that part out, but it's in there. It's in there. It's in there. You you, you made it stay with I that whole. I stopped a million-dollar movie. I held up a million for some foolishness. For one line. For one stupid line. It was line. important. It was your moment. If you get a conviction, Listen. we ask for the gas chamber. <laughs> Say it one more time because we need to hear it. If you get a conviction, we ask for the gas chamber. <laughs> So look for that in the time to kill. Look for that in the time to kill. I didn't like that movie at all. Did you not? Oh no, man! It was you saw it. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I mean, little girl and I. I can't watch movies. It was hard. Yeah, it was hard to watch. You know, I still haven't seen Twelve Years a Slave. Oh, I would never watch it. Yeah, I still haven't. I can't watch movies like that. Yeah, it's hard for me to digest. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Yeah. Well, well, look at there. You you paved your way in the movie. Have you been in any movies since? That's been it. And that's why. All right. All right. And that, my friend, is the bottom line. That was it. That is why. <laughs> he blackballed you. <laughs> oh, my God. That was my most embarrassing moment in life. Well, now let's go back even before that and, and start at the beginning. So tell us how you got into production and why was this your thing? Like, you know, mm-hmm. television, sports. I would mm-hmm. imagine you've always had, you know, an affinity for sports, mm-hmm. being that you love baseball and you play baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, but tell us about that. Well, when I was um, – I went to Jackson State. I wanted to, I, my major was art. That's what I majored in. Right. And I had a counselor and said, no, you don't want to do that uh, because you, don't, you can't make any money in art. Mm. So they, she, uh, she said, why don't you let art be your minor? And what about broadcasting? I was like, no, nah, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be on TV. I don't want to do that. And what I, I did like radio though. I did like radio. Mm-hmm. So I went to Jackson State at, and majored in mass communications for radio, but the but the major then was radio and television broadcasting. So I started working at the, at the radio station on campus at Jackson State University. And um, this instructor he called me up to his office one day, and and he told me to read some. He had some copy. He had a little machine at that time. It was a little machine where you pull the news off of it. Oh, oh. And he told me to read minute. his sports. He said, <laughs> "Wait a minute, like the the tele, like the, the little tele." The, <laughs> <laughs> so it was on sports copy. He re- he held it up to okay. me, told me to read it, and he said he called this TV station in Jackson, mm-hmm. and he said I want you to go down here and apply for this weekend sports job. I didn't even know you could go to a TV station because I never watched the news. I didn't like that kind of stuff. I didn't wa- I didn't like watching news at all because mm. uh, I had a roommate. He always wanted to watch the news. I'm like, man, why you want to watch that? That's boring. Anyway, so I went to this TV station, and they told me to um, audition. And I was so nervous. I didn't get the job. So what I did was I watched the news to see who had the job. Mm. When I saw who had it, I was like, oh, I know I can do better than that. <laughs> so I started practicing. And that's when I changed my major. I wanted to get into television. Yeah. I said, I want to do I want to do that. Yeah. Because he ain't better than me. Mm. And that's how I got into it. I got into it. I started. But I didn't start out anchoring now. I started being a news photographer, going out shooting murders. And oh, man, do I hate I hated that. Mm. You know, you had to go shoot killings. And, and what made me stop doing that? Well, actually, when I first started, I started running audio. I started running the board mm-hmm. before I started even filming anything. Mm-hmm. I started running the, the, the board for the newscast, mm-hmm. running tapes and doing stuff like that at the TV station. All the while, while I was still working in radio because I did, I, did, I did have a job in radio overnight at a radio station. So you've had radio and television working side by side working your side entire side. career. Exactly. Exactly. Even to this day. Even to this day. Isn't that something? That is but something. I started in radio first, but I was working overnight. Mm-hmm. And 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 the overnight shift was 
you had to run the tapes for sermons. So I had to, it was like midnight to five in the morning and I had to run sermons from, it was one church program from 12 midnight to one. Then it was one to two, then two to three. So I had to run sermons all night. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the daytime, I would work at the television station in the afternoon, which, which I said, running tapes, um, running the audio board, stuff like that for the newscast. Right. So that's, that's how I got into that. But my break when it came to sports was I moved to another TV station to run the camp to be a news photographer, you know, just mm-hmm. going out shooting for the reporters yeah, and just going out shooting accidents and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, that was a, that was an accident. That was a bus accident. They sent me on this bus, this, this, this um, school bus with, with, Little kids on it. Elementary school bus had flipped over. Mm. It would rain. It was raining, and the little kids out there. Oh man, that, you know I love little kids. Yeah. I put the camera down. I start helping the kids on the stretchers and stuff. Yeah. So when I got back to the station, the news director, why didn't you get the shot? I said, man, I can't. I can't film that. And them little kids were hurt. Yeah. You know. That, so I wouldn't cut out to do that. Yeah. So, uh, the, the, how I got into sports? There was this guy. He did news, sports, and weather. He hated sports, and he would always tell me, "Man, go out and do a sports story." I said, "I don't know how to do that." So, from what I what I learned at Jackson State, I knew how to put a story together, you know. So I did a story on the Jackson State band, the Jackson State marching band, and they allowed me to do stories every week, and that's how I got into sports. So you got into sports by doing the Jackson State band story. The band story started. That was my first story. My the band story. Mm-hmm. Then it went on to. And I started covering other things, and you know, I I left there and went to the NBC affiliate in Jackson, yeah. and was a sports reporter, and eventually moved up to a sports anchor. So, what was the thing that you learned during that time that helped you figure out how to put a story together? You say you started with the the regular stories, the murder stories, and the accidents, and you didn't like that, but then you shifted into the band, and you made a statement that Jackson State showed you how to put a story together. But what was it that what was the thing that you learned in all of that? Editing. Mm. If you learn editing, you can put a story together. Okay. You, because you, you you know how to put what they call the A roll down and the B roll down. You know to do that. You know with any whether it's news, sports, or weather. So for people who are listening, don't know what an A roll or B roll is. What is that? What's A roll and B roll? A roll is your voice. A roll is is everything that you say on a microphone. That's the A roll. The B roll is when you cover it, cover it, those voices up with video. Mm-hmm. That's called B roll. Mm-hmm. So um, that's when you learn to edit, you got it made. You learn how to edit, you got it made, and then you tell a story and put it all together. Just like a puzzle, you just put it together. Yeah. And that's that's how I learned to put a story. And I would watch everything. I would I, I wouldn't watch the local people because I'm like, they're here for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch like NBC, I would watch HBO, Inside the NFL. Yeah, I would yeah. watch all of that good stuff to mm-hmm. see how those guys put those stories together. And I learned my my, my the, the style that I do, I kind of got it from Inside the NFL because they would write to video, mm. and it was so good the way that that uh, his name, uh, the narrator was Harry Callis. Mm-hmm. He was um, he would write to his well, I don't know if he wrote it, but he would narrate to the video, and it was really really good. That, and that's kind of where, where I kind of got what I do from. So he would narrate to, so he would see the video and just he would he would say like for instance, if he would see somebody stretching in the stands, mm-hmm. he would say, and the Lions would stretch the lead to ten, you know. Mm, something like mm-hmm. that. So that's what I try to do. If I see something in the stands, I kind of write to it, but not to point, you know, uh, like if I see somebody eating something, I mm-hmm. would like uh, Jackson State would 
you'd be hungry for a win or something like mm-hmm. that, you know. So it it, it kind of just right into just making a little spin out of what you what you out see. of what you do. Mm-hmm. And and do you think that's what made you stand out as a as a sports? I don't know. People liked it, and I I would put some kind of crazy kind of stuff in it too. Now, yes, you would. <laughs> yes, you I would pick on people. You know what what I wanted to do. This is my thing. How many times can you show somebody hitting a home run? Yeah. Okay. It's it all looks the same. Yeah. So I would incorporate some fans doing something mm-hmm. when they're not expecting it because mm-hmm. people, were, you know, they were like, "I saw you put me on there eating them chips and you sped it up," you know, stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, so I just, I just, I just tried to be different than the other guys at the other stations. That's yeah. what I tried to do. You're right. A lot of times, even with marketing and even with. Uh, people who brand, they're always looking to do what everyone else is doing mm-hmm. and they feel safe in that zone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and clearly you have no problem, you know, yelling at a director, telling him to give your line no, back. No, 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 <laughs> I didn't mean that. But no, it's just, you, you just be different. I mean, you don't want to be like everybody else. Yeah. I, I did not want to be like everybody else. Yeah. You know, because like I said, you're local for a reason, you know, and I, 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 I Covered uh, Super Bowls. I've covered um, NBA games. Mm-hmm. I covered a NASCAR event. Oh wow! I like NASCAR yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, I like NASCAR too. So I, you know, it's just you. you I just want to be different, and that's why I was doing work for uh, black college sports for a while because man, they they were they were like, man, you you, you the way you you write your stuff is really really good. I because I, I would look at it and I was like, I don't do it like those guys. Yeah. I would you know I, I would incorporate a few shots of the band. Or, you know, like I said, people in the stands, a mascot, stuff like that, to to, to try to be different, you know. Because how many times can you show a touch, somebody running a touchdown, mm-hmm. somebody, you know, hitting a shot? All of that looks the same. Yep. If you watch the, the local news, everybody's saying the same thing. Oh, we hit that for three. Oh, and one. Oh, a foul and one. That's the same thing. Be different. Show something different. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, twenty-two years, over twenty-two years, you've been doing. It. At, at this point, give me what's the number now? Okay, how let's long see, have you been doing? I was at, Do the math. I was okay. I was at the NBC for how many years? Twenty-two years. Twenty-two, mm-hmm. and then I left there, went to Jackson State. So I, I'm at the JSU TV station now. So twenty-two. I've been at five years. So what? Twenty-eight to twenty-seven years. Twenty-seven years. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say has contributed to your longevity? Like, what what has kept you in it? Because I think for most people with any career, whether it's mm-hmm. a career you're doing on your own or whether you're working for someone else, mm-hmm. there's those moments where you're like, forget this, I don't want to do this anymore. What, what would I, you say I, is contributing? I think being here, being local, is to show local stories that people would not, you know, see. Uh, because if, if you're local, why are you showing uh, some national stories? Why are you showing the the, the Jets and, and the Boston Celtics? All of that's on ESPN and all that on those stations. Mm-hmm. But when you're local... You just focus on local stories. I would always show local stories, and I would put the national stories at the end in case I have to drop it mm. because it really didn't mean anything to us with a local story. And, you know, how many times you're going to see uh, – I, I did a story that won an award. It was on a, a little one-armed football player that played uh, in North Jackson, and that won, a, that won an award. But, it's you know, it's just the local stories. I think that is kind of what, what grabbed me, the audience that I had. And people were always expecting, knowing that they, they would, you know – see it on the news, yeah. see their see their kid or their son or their daughter on the news. So that's that's I think that's part of most of it. Absolutely. I think 
you know, I talk about storytelling a lot uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to the brand. Of course, you know, working with our uh, creatives and business mm-hmm. owners and entrepreneurs to help them to shape their story. I talk about how important it is all the time to tell a story, to make a connection emotionally to your audience so that they will have a different type of loyalty to you. They'll mm-hmm. they'll buy with you. They'll be with you when you're down and when right. you're up and either way. For you, it seems like in your your history and even the way you're explaining this now with, you know, the news and mm. with even with radio storytelling for you has been the thing that has connected you to make you feel so tangible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you think about newscasters or people in the media, they sometimes feel so distant. People don't know what to say to them, mm-hmm. but I I've noticed in your stories, a lot of times you'll be interviewing someone and they'll call you by your name. Well, Rob, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll respond to your story like they, as if you, like yeah. they know you, like yeah. they're your friend. Mm-hmm. Would you say that storytelling is a part of that, or what would you, you know, attribute that to? I think they, when they see me, they they see me as the, he he's my friend. I can come up and talk to him, you know, because I, I guess I don't I, I don't appear to be stuck up to the people. <laughs> You know, and and when when I'm out, yeah, and, and I guess I got an easy name for people to say, "Hey, Rob J." That they yeah. just that's yeah. just you know, and and, and they do that, because um, <laughs> I mess with the kids. I, I show like with the kids Easter egg hunts. I oh, show all, and, and sometimes I show stories that don't have nothing to do with sports. Your Easter egg hunt story <laughs> that you just reposted on your Facebook was so funny. <laughs> and and, 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 yes. and I, how how I how I you know. When, with the kids. when you push that little girl head, when you ask her for something, she's gonna give you something. She said, "No," nah, and you push the head out the way. <laughs> and this is the thing, and you know you okay if the parents don't say anything. Right? The parents like, come interview him. Come interview my son. Yeah, they love yeah, that, and, and they know I'm harmless with it. Absolutely. Yeah, but there's one story that I kind of regret though. What is that? What's the story? A regret story? Let's talk about it, that. It, it was. It was. That was a story. This this lady, she called me. She said her daughter can swim, and she was like. Two years old, a year old, or something like that. Oh. She dives off the diving board. Uh-huh. It was it was a little white girl. Oh boy! Right. So I did. I, I said, "Little Jenny can dive off the board," and she was just diving, little bitty girl. I mean, just a little little baby. She diving off the board. So I noticed it was at the YMCA. There were a group of little black kids that had these little floating devices. They couldn't swim, right? <laughs> so I said, "I put them in there." I said, "So." <laughs> Well, I, you know, I did. Not, I said, little Jenny, she's been swimming since she was born. And her mom, yeah, she do this. this. Now, like, look at her swim. So I said, now, there are some kids who can swim like little Jenny, but there are others who may not be able to swim. And I showed the little black kids. And I said, but they can do something else. And the little black boy said, wow, 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 yippee, yo, yippee, where my dog's at? And I kind of, they kind of got on me for that. They got, <laughs> they got on me for that. The Urban League call was, was station. That- yeah, yeah, I almost got fired. Was that the second biggest mistake of your career? So time to kill. I just thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. They couldn't swim. But I realized. But they could rap. They could rap. He could rap. And you realized this wasn't a good idea. At what moment did you realize it wasn't a good idea? Well, when I showed it that night on the air and the, the guy sitting next to me, the, the main anchor, he was like, yeah. that, that wasn't funny at all. That was not funny at all. I'm like, oh, man. And people started calling. Phones lit up. You know, so yeah, yeah, okay. But anyway, all right, but you learned from that and you grew. Yeah, there I mean, was there was. A, the I just thought curve. it was funny. I like fun, funny stuff. I yeah. thought I wasn't trying to be racist. I went. It was funny. It was just funny. It was yeah. funny, but was apparently funny. not to everyone. No. <laughs> now, when it comes to that race line, it gets really tricky. Though, but the he things could, that rap you could though. joke about. Wow, wow, you be yo, you be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So let me ask you this: When it comes to <laughs> Putting together a story and connecting with your own brand. Do you consider yourself a brand? Uh, 
I, I really don't, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Other people say I, I am, but I, I, I don't. I mean, what, what, what is a brand? I, I don't know. Well, a brand is essentially how you make people feel. So mm-hmm. a brand is how you make people feel through mm-hmm. your products and your services or the work that you do. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, without a doubt, there is a brand that is mm-hmm. Rob J that mm-hmm. people can gravitate to, they identify with, mm-hmm. and they put you in the category uh, that they put you in as far as mm-hmm. being a storyteller and a sportscaster and a host of a television show. Uh, I, mean, I guess so. You know, I mean, so yeah, if you put there. it that way. Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, because what, what, I, what I like is that from the athletes that I cover and from the, the, the people that watch, they all view me the same. They all feel like they could just come up to me and talk to me. They all know me, you know, which is, which is, it's okay. I mean, that, that doesn't bother me at all. And, you know, I don't want anybody coming up to me, Mr. Rob, I, this last season, this past season in Jackson State basketball, the guy that did the games with me, he was calling me Mr. Rob. Yeah, Mr. Rob. I was like, man, would you cut the Mr. out? <laughs> Good night. <laughs> but, no, nah, I, I guess so. I guess I guess I am. Um, the biggest thing that we did this past season was uh, the, um, the, the, the Jackson State manager hit the shot. Oh, yeah. What, you, tell me about but, that. He's, let me tell you, about he, he, he's big boy. He's a big old boy. He's the manager. Mm-hmm. Manager slash water boy, whatever you want to call it. Okay. And his name is Snacks. Well, we call him Snacks. Mm-hmm. His name is Tom. I didn't even know his name. I just I thought <laughs> Snacks was his name. But anyway, this particular game, um, he came up to me. You know, I get there early to set the equipment up. He came up to me. He said, hey, you want to interview the new member of the Jackson State basketball team? So I'm looking through my papers. I'm like, who is it? You know, because I'm thinking, Jack State didn't tell me who this was. Yeah. And he said, it's me. I'm like, man, go on, Snacks. Let me finish hooking this stuff up. <laughs> so <laughs> he said, no, it's me. I was like, Snacks, go. But it was senior night. Uh-huh. And it, you know, on senior night, they give you, they, they call you out on the court, mm-hmm. and they give you this big plaque with your picture on it and balloons and your family's out there. Yeah. So he, had, he came out there. He had a uniform on. I was like, what is Snacks doing with a uniform on? So anyway, he was sitting on the bench. And I'm like, why is Snacks sitting on the bench? <laughs> so they started, people started chanting his name later as the game was getting to the end. Mm-hmm. And Jack State was up by 20 or something like that. They were playing Arkansas Pine Bluff. And all of a sudden, he goes over to the scores table. Now, when you go to the scores table, you're you about, about to get to in the in. game. <laughs> I said, is Snacks going in this game? So he get in the game. I was like, oh, my goodness, they let Snacks in the game. And I said, if he shoot, he might make it. Because every time I go over to that arena, mm-hmm. he's always shooting the ball from half court, and he, he makes it oh, sometimes. Oh, wow. He missed the first three, and we were just rolling. And he finally he made the last one he shot, and he became a big sensation. He became – I was like, a oh, my deal. goodness, Snacks hit this shot. So, you know, he went on to the, to the Today Show. Yeah. You know, he was going to be in the NBA All-Star Game, Celebrity All-Star Game, had the coronavirus yeah. not yet. Oh, wow. Yeah, so coronavirus really messed him up. Yeah, it messed up a lot of stuff. It messed up a lot of stuff. Yeah, it, it messed really up a lot did. of stuff. It really did. Yeah, I mean, Jackson State was on the move. They were moving up in the ranks. I mean, it was just a lot of stuff. And, you know, I told them that day, they were headed to Birmingham for the yeah. swag basketball tournament. Mm-hmm. And the the women left at 6 that morning. The men were going to leave around 8. So I called over there because we, we, my crew was supposed to be right behind them. Yeah. You know, we didn't ride with them. Mm-hmm. And I said, you guys may want to wait because they're canceling tournaments. Mm. We're Birmingham bound. I said, man, you might want to wait. Yeah. Because they, have, they just canceled the SEC tournament. So they canceled the SEC tournament. It's coming You down. know the SWAC tournament. <laughs> yeah. Come on now. Yeah. And sure enough, they did cancel it. The women that got all the way to Tuscaloosa, mm. Alabama. But the men didn't get they they, they were as far as Mississippi to turn around. 
Did he get far? I saved it as far as Mississippi. Y'all could have saved that I, game. Yeah, I just could save that. I told, I, I told you. Where were you? How far did you get? I was at the house because I was watching it, and I knew. Yeah. I knew. Yeah. First, well, the MEAC canceled their tournament. Yeah. And then the SEC, and I called. I said, man, don't. I may not want to. We. Mm-hmm. It turned right around. Turned right around. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of turnaround, let's talk about the shifts with your career. Now, I know you've been doing radio and, and television, mm-hmm. but you you recently, how, how recent was it that you started your own production uh, deal for yourself? Last year. Last year. Last year, yeah. So you jumped out and started your own production company? Yes. What's the name of it? Rob J Productions. Tell, tell me about that. and <laughs> How did that come about and, and how has it been? Okay, this is how it came about. Every year you have you had people asking for highlight tapes. Yeah. You know, sports uh, athletes asking for highlight tapes. And I would make them highlight tapes. And um, and that takes a lot of work to do. Yeah. You know, shooting weddings and all of this. Because I, over the years, you know, I started buying equipment, you know, because I knew that if I got fired from a TV station or if I left a TV station, I just wanted my own equipment, mm-hmm. you know, just in case. So I bought me some cameras. I brought some lights. I bought um uh, computer and I bought software and all of this stuff and I was I was just making tapes for these guys and these young ladies and you know just giving it to them so what happened this past year we hired a guy at Jackson State and uh, he has his own production company he said man you need to stop this and get your own company I was like really he said yes get your own company man and we can kind of work together so um, I did that and so it's really just getting started so he, he said man just take advantage of you know you, you know how to do all of these things and you know, just charge people for it. And he was right. He was exactly right. Yeah. He was exactly right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and that is the beautiful thing about mm-hmm. entrepreneurship is that the beginning of it is this meeting a need for people. Right. And how you show up. And so how has it been since you started, since that shift has been made? It's, it's been pretty good. It's been, I, I, I still, you know, still, like you said, working in radio, working in TV, I don't really have time to uh, devote a lot of attention to it. But um, now I do with this coronavirus mm-hmm. and, uh, and, I don't want to say it's, it's it's been good. I don't want to say that at all. But with the way the season ended so abruptly, yeah, everybody needs a tape. Yeah, especially the the, the basketball um, seniors, you know, and 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 the uh, baseball mm-hmm. seniors, they need a tape. Yeah, or they need some video to show to scouts because everything is closed down mm-hmm. and their season ended so abruptly. So. It's it's been going pretty pretty good. Yeah. What would you say if you were talking to somebody who is trying to incorporate video into what they do? What would be some of the tips that you would give them? What are like the biggest mistakes you see people make, and mm-hmm. then what are like some of the quick tips that people can do to mm-hmm. incorporate video better into their social media? Yeah. You 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 don't want to you don't want you don't want shaky video. You want to make sure you you have whatever whatever you're shooting lit well. You know um, you don't. You, you just want to be accurate with what you with what you're shooting, and I know a lot of people like to shoot on their cell phones, and a lot of people can get things done on their cell phones. Mm-hmm. But I just I like a camera to uh, you know put on a tripod. The, the the worst thing you can do if the video is dark, if the video is shaky, I, I would say dark video is is the worst. Shaky video uh, is next, and and like even with my church, I you know these churches are going to video now, yeah, and. I looked at my church and the video was sideways. Somebody <laughs> sitting there with a cell phone. I called a pastor. I said, Pastor, let me do this for you, man. 
Let me do it. And I won't charge you anything. Let me do this for you. Yeah. The Lord bless the me. Lord bless. The Lord bless me. And I'm like, who's sitting there in the pew with the phone holding it in their hand? And you can hear him. Yes, praise the Lord. Yes. But you want to, you can't, you can't, okay, let me tell you something else that I see. Yeah. When people in the stands shooting their sons, somebody make a half court shot. Yeah. Hey, you got to be still, man. Yeah, if you, you're going to be the photographer. You got to stay focused. You, got, you can't be a fan of what you're doing. You can't be a fan of it. Yeah. Yeah, because you're going to get too emotional. Yeah. But, you know, just and just shoot it, make the video look good, and, you know, the audio has to be perfect, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, you don't want to hear car horns and stuff in there, birds whistling and all that. You got to have your mics and all of that. Uh, you know, you just, you just got to be, you just got to, when you do video like that, it's got to be perfect. So for you, you have like the big television camera, the TV camera, like yes. the news camera. And then yeah. there's, so we go from an iPhone. Mm-hmm. To the TV camera. Oh, you go to iPhone to a, a still camera, which can shoot video also. What's the what's the in between? So, what's the suggestion for a good suggestion, affordable suggestion for in between? You you could use you could use um you know like um a Canon camera. Okay. One of those cameras mm-hmm. which, which shoots video really well. Yeah. You can you can do that. Mm-hmm. I, some some phone some cell phones shoot really good video, but you have to put a, you got to get a microphone to it. Now it, it depends on what you what what you're shooting. If you're yeah. shooting a game or something. Of course, you don't really need a microphone for that. But uh, if you're shooting somebody doing a, um, a press conference or a mm-hmm. dissertation or something like that, mm-hmm. you got to have a mic on them. You can't have a nat sound mic. When I say nat sound, that's the you you standing back and all you hear you hear people coughing. Yeah, you hear all that. <laughs> so with a microphone on somebody, mm-hmm. you know you're just getting their sound. Yeah. So mic, but like I said, cell phones are good. Um, uh, a, a still camera is also good, but also. Like you said, the, the television camera that I use, that that's good also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm used to. Absolutely, so, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they have they make all types of microphones for these iPhones. Like you can plug some mics into iPhones okay, good. Uh, that you can mm-hmm. get on Amazon. And then they also have, uh, of course, mm-hmm. you, you can go to Amazon and find all types of lapel mics to uh, connect to yes. the people mm-hmm. uh, that'll connect to like a USB or, you know, and you can transfer yeah. the I, audio. I strongly suggest that, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so production company, where can people connect to you if that? At robj2828 gmail.com. Robj2828. And, and I say 28 because that was my number when I played. I was going to ask you that. That was like, my number. When that I was played. your number you played basically. 28, yeah. You still holding on to it? Still. My favorite player at that time was Cesar Sedano. He played for the Houston Astros. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I used that number, 28. When was the last time you played baseball? Ooh, oh, let's see. <laughs> Baseball or softball? <laughs> baseball? Is there a difference? With the older you get, does it turn into softball? It turns into so softball, yeah. So turns, you don't hurt yourself? Yeah. Well, I played, <laughs> I, I tell you, the last time I played baseball, okay. and I tell you, it was against a team, an all-women's team called the Silver Bullets. Okay. And we played at Smithville Stadium in Jackson. Uh-huh. I don't, it, it was a national team. They played everywhere. They played They played these exhibition games. And I played for a team, We played, I played for a semi-pro baseball team in Jackson. Uh-huh. And we were an all-star team playing these women. And those guys were nervous as cats. They were nervous. <laughs> so that was that was oh man, that was that may have been about fifteen years ago. And I stole a base in that game. How about that? I got a hit and stole a base. And and then what happened after you stole the base? I stole a base and um everybody was like, Oh man, you did that against the women. But they were good. <laughs> those women could play. The silver bullets. I wonder where they are now. The where where'd they come from? They were they were a they were a national Baseball team, and they were, I think they were sponsored by Cool. I don't, I don't know, but but they were a really good all-women's baseball team. They mm-hmm. were really, really good. Okay. 
Well, if you had any advice to give out to people, especially now with you starting your own business and being in business for so long, you know, uh, with being around video and audio and then starting your own mm -hmm. company, production company, what is the one piece of advice that maybe you've received that's been invaluable or that you would give somebody? Okay, start, first of all, get your own equipment. You don't have to get everything at one time. You can get a camera here. You can get a, your light kit, uh, you know, here. But you don't have to get everything at one time. If you try to go in and trying to get everything at one time, you're going to yeah. go, oh, man, I can't afford all yeah. this. Just get, because you don't have time. You you have time to do it. You have time to do it. And once you do it, just, uh, you know, let everybody see your work. You know, now with social media, you can put your work out there. And uh, let everybody see your work and, you know, just go from there. Okay. So I do this thing where I, well, I I say do this thing is and I'm starting it right now with you. So you're the first guest I've had. I'm the first? Yeah, yeah. You're the first guest now. Okay. So it's a special. Okay. Yes, so I have this, this deck of cards. It's, uh, the name of it is called So. You know, and I thought it was so appropriate because a lot of times I'll start out with sentence. I'd be like, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm about to set you up with something. So. Uh -huh. um, and there's a question that it prompts you to answer a question. And that's how we're going to end this is by answering a question. Okay. okay? All, All right. right. Okay. All right. So. If every human came with a warning label, what would yours say? Came with a warning label? Uh-huh. A warning label. Um, it would say fragile. <laughs> Which is why you play softball. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rob J, well, for, for hanging with me on my podcast and for giving this information and helping my audience to put together good quality videos and giving tips and telling your story, man. It was so good. You're such a good storyteller. Is that right? Yeah. And it's so <laughs> evident why you've been, you know, in this business for so long and make such a connection to people. Yes, so. Yeah, so thank you for all that you do around here and just all that you do and the impact that you're going to make with this this company. This What's I the name so. of the company again? Rob J. Productions. Rob J. Productions. I'll tell you when we went to New York for the NFL draft. Because you want to put another story in? Go ahead. Tell, tell, tell me the tell story. We're going in on this story. <laughs> okay. We went to the NFL for the NFL draft. Uh -huh. I mean, it went to New York for uh -huh. the NFL draft. Steve McNair was in the draft. Uh -huh. with, with, with yeah. So anyway, we were trying to find the NBC building. So this guy said... It's got NBC at the top of the building. Uh -huh. He says, downtown is on the street. Uh -huh. So me and this guy, we're from Mississippi now. So we circling around. He said, I said, man, he saved us. He saved us on this. You see NBC right there? And he, I said, is this the street? Now, this was before This was before um, the thing on your phone. Uh, so we the got, GPS. This yeah, is before, before GPS. GPS. So okay. we, had, we, had our, we had a little map. And I said, he said it was right. He said it was 120, whatever the, whatever the name, 129 right right here. I said, he said, I don't see NBC on it. So we kept driving around, driving around. Uh -huh. So we pulled over. And I said, hey, man, excuse me, sir. We're trying to find the NBC building. He said, that's it right there. You're standing right in front of it. I said, but the man said it had NBC at the top of it. He said, look all the way up, look man. Up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was up in the sky. It had a big old peacock up there. It was all the way at the top. It was all the way at the top in the air. You was looking for it at eye level. I'm looking for it. <laughs> like, a, like a Mississippi building. I need to be Building all the way up in the sky, in the clouds. I said, I wouldn't have seen that. I said, don't holler at me like that now. I'm fragile. Oh, goodness. <laughs> You're fragile. <laughs> this is why your word is fragile. <laughs> Listen, guys, this has been a great episode. I want to thank you for listening and tuning in. I know that you have gotten a lot of good tips from Rob J. And please utilize them. Take from this what you can and apply it to your business and your life. Hey, if you are listening and you have enjoyed this podcast and loved it, if you laughed, if you learned something, I'm not going to ask you to add no money to my cash app. 
Rob might. I'm not going to ask. But what I will ask is that you hit the subscribe button, leave a review, leave a comment, or just rate the podcast. I would love that. And also, if you want to get down on this Miranda seat of the day and have an opportunity to win this awesome bracelet that was donated to us by Twee today, then all you have to do is share my podcast on your social media and tag me in it. Miranda Joyner, M-A-R-A-N-D-A. J-O-I-N-E-R. My name is spelled with all A's, no I's. Thank you guys for listening. Listen, I don't care what time it is, where you are listening right now. At some point, you got to go to sleep. So thank you for listening. God bless you and good night.